I'm back with stories from your favorite place to shop. Hold on to your coupons. This world is a strange one. Most of us these days can only survive so long without leaving home. We need food. We need things to maintain our houses. So whether you like it or not, you'll find yourself going to your closest grocery store. And due to its success and popularity, that will likely be Walmart. But some of the weirdest things happen in this store. Let's see how crazy or creepy it gets with these allegedly true stories. But first, I can't just make a Walmart video and leave out Target. So if you've got a crazy story from Target, send it to me at darknessprevails.org. Also, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com darknessprevails. It supports this channel and you get some cool bonuses. Thank you. Now, keep your kids close. You won't be the only one keeping an eye on them when you go to Walmart. Number one, my Walmart story, submitted by Paula E. When I was a junior in high school, my friends and I were hanging out one day, not being really productive, just chilling and watching those bad, creepy 80s movies that were only creepy in the wrong way. We ran out of snackage, and my friend Jesse and I were volunteered by the whole group to go and buy some more cookies and crackers. So we hopped into my car, and we drove to the nearby Walmart. Once we parked, Jesse had to use the bathroom then we went to find something for our group to drink. I went to find the cookie aisle. I walked past the frozen section and the whole store was very quiet, except for the repetitive pop music that eerily echoed throughout the otherwise silent store. I got to the snack food aisle, but there was a woman there at the other end looking at the vanilla wafers. It was surprising to see anyone at all. She had bleach blonde hair, though her hair looked unwashed in a greasy and knotted way. She had lots of blue eyeshadow and way too much eyeliner. Her skin was leathery and tan, and she wore a fur coat that seemed to swallow her whole. I mean, the thing was huge, like Macklemore's thrift shop type jacket. The woman was standing there, staring at the crackers, squinting as if trying to see something better. She was focusing very hard, but she did glance at me a few times, and when she did, she snapped her head back to the boxes of cookies, almost scared to see me looking back at her. This was weird, but nothing too bizarre. I walked down by her in slowly, because that's where the windmill cookies were, when right away, my nostrils were hit with a rotting smell. It was putrid, like she was hiding some rodents in her jacket. I smiled and said hello to her, trying to be polite, especially since I was so close to her. The woman's piercing blue eyes widened, like she was excited and stunned that I had engaged in conversation with her. She smiled a way too wide grin, showing off some very unhealthy teeth. Hi, she said, with a bit too much enthusiasm. Her voice was deep and raspy. She kept smiling and staring at me like she was expecting more from me 
I grinned and walked past her to leave the aisle to go find Jessie, but she was standing too close and she made it a very tight squeeze between her and the rack of food nearby. Her unrelenting gaze followed me as I walked out of the aisle and down the other rows. I found Jesse where the soda pop was. He greeted me with a, hey Joan, and I soon forgot about the encounter with the smelly fur coat lady. We grabbed some more types of chips and cookies then headed for the card aisle because one of our friend's birthday was coming up. So we figured, hey, why not get him a card while we're here? But leave it to me to spend almost an hour reading all the cards before I decide. That's just how I am. So after we're there in the aisle for a few minutes, I looked up from a Hallmark card to show Jesse a card I thought would be funny. When I saw the lady standing behind Jesse, smiling at the both of us with the same crooked, unblinking grin. Oh, hi, I said, a bit freaked out mostly to let Jesse know someone was behind him. He turned around to meet her. Well, hello, you two, she said, almost giddy about something. Jesse politely nodded and smiled, looking a bit confused. She stepped closer to us and kept touching the different cards like she was browsing through them, but her smile and burning stare was never broken away from us. Are you two together? boyfriend and girlfriend, I mean. She questioned, piercing the awkward silence. Uh, yeah, Jessie said, still trying to be polite. She smiled even more, something I didn't think was possible, then nodded with her eyebrows raised, like she was encouraging him to go on. So I just grabbed a random card and snatched Jessie's arm. Have a nice night, ma'am, I said hastily. Then we walked out of the aisle, Without a word, I know we both agreed that that was weird. Jesse went to a self-checkout lane. I was on the opposite side of the rows while Jesse was checking out. I was looking for some candy. I'm a bit of an impulse buyer. When someone grabbed my arm, I quickly turned to meet the wall of an awful stench and the same woman. Please buy me this, Joan, she hissed in my face. In her other hand was a pink Barbie doll hairbrush. I couldn't speak. I was in utter shock. Joan, please. She begged a bit louder this time. Gathering my courage, I yelled out for Jessie and I told her, please stop. She gripped my arm so hard, I looked down to her untrimmed nails digging into my arm. She was breaking the skin. I could feel it. Joan, she said like an upset mother. Come on, please, 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 I want it, she begged. I cried and asked her to please stop again. The woman got to her knees and tugged on my arm relentlessly. I cried at this point, and I asked her to just leave me alone, that I would get her whatever she wanted if she did. The woman sprang up and grabbed me by a fistful of my hair and shoved me to the ground. I once again yelled for Jesse, and he finally ran into the row. He pulled her off of me. Then one of the workers saw what was going on, and they called the police. A few of the other clerks held the lady down. The police got to the store and questioned Jesse and I. They arrested the crazy woman. She stared at me and continued to smile on the way out. 
Bye-bye, Joan, she cackled. I can only assume that the lady had been following the two of us and had heard Jessie call me Joan. I don't know if she was on something or what, but to the creepy Walmart lady, please don't come find me. Number two, he followed us. Submitted by S. Corbin. Before my family moved, we used to live in the state of Alabama, up in Huntsville, and my mom and dad were pretty young while raising me. So my dad had to work a lot in order to provide for our family, while my mom stayed at home to take care of me. One day she remembered that we needed a few things from the grocery store, so she got me dressed and we headed to Walmart. With a long list, we began to do our shopping. We were skimming through aisles when suddenly, there was a gut-tightening feeling in my mom, causing her to keep me very close to her. Now with me being young, I was completely oblivious to what was happening, but my mom began to take notice of a tall man who had been showing up in the same aisles as we had. He wasn't carrying a cart or a basket, but he would always be there, seconds after we entered. Whenever my mom would notice him, he would quickly act like he was looking for food, but she was smarter than that and very aware of her environment. So she sped things up until we were finally at the register and safely got back into the car with no sight of the man. She began to think she was just being paranoid and overprotective of me. My mom decided to take me to Toys R Us after that, since I really loved visiting there. Even if I knew I wasn't getting anything, I just loved looking at all the toys and playing with them. While I was having the time of my life, again completely oblivious, my mom followed close behind me. We had finally forgotten about what had happened at Walmart. That was until my mom told me to stay where I was and to stay still. Her voice was so suddenly demanding that I immediately froze and my muscles stiffened. At first I was worried and I thought I'd done something wrong. Confused, I turned around, only to witness my mom darting at, you guessed it, the same man who had been acting suspicious at Walmart. This Walmart guy had followed us all the way to Toys R Us, but for what reason? What intentions did he have? He was barely completely visible from the aisle we had just stepped out of, and me, even so young as I was, I wasn't liking the creepy look he was giving me. He was definitely following us, and he was keeping his eyes on me. My mom was no timid woman. She was a very proud mom, and she got up in the man's face and began yelling things like, why are you following me and my daughter? Didn't I just see you following us at Walmart? This is where my memory gets blurry, but today I know that she completely remembers the situation. I know she caused a scene in my defense and got security involved, having the man taken away from us, but I do remember being at the police station days later, sitting in a waiting room while my mom filed some sort of charges. I never saw the man again, thankfully, and two years later, we moved all the way to the Pacific Islands, where we don't have to worry about seeing that man ever again. 
To this very day, though I don't remember it as clearly as my mother, it still creeps me out, knowing that that man probably would have taken me if he'd been given the chance. I know I don't have to tell you this, but if you're a parent and you're out in the public world anywhere, not just Walmart, keep a very close eye on your children. This episode is sponsored by The Dead Files from Travel Channel. If you're listening to anything on the EerieCast network, odds are you love ghost stories. That's why I think you'll love The Dead Files from Travel Channel. Join hosts Amy Allen and Steve Deshavi as they investigate paranormal activity haunting real people and homes across the US. Each host offers a unique and exciting perspective for every case. Amy is a medium, seeing and speaking to those who are no longer in the world of the living. And Steve is a retired homicide detective who uses public records and witness testimony to piece together the history of the haunted location. Each episode of The Dead Files features a different, real haunting to possibly help the family struggling with its effects. One episode on Falconer, New York, deals with a family who keeps waking up with scratches and bruises. They frequently witness a shadow figure lurking around their home. Amy and Steve receive their call and investigate, with Amy using her strength as a medium to understand who the presence is coming from and why it's so angry, while Steve separately researches the history of the home, only to discover several previous residents who lived at the home died, confirming Amy's own findings. After their investigation, Amy and Steve must conclude with whether the house is safe to remain in or if it's time to get out. I really love the deferring perspectives and skill sets between the two hosts, and I think that's why The Dead Files is a must-listen podcast for any fan of the paranormal and supernatural. Listen to The Dead Files wherever you get your podcasts. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Number three. Ghost in the Walmart parking lot. Submitted by Roman F. I was around eight years old when this happened and my mother had passed away a year before. As part of a sort of charity event, I had been picked to shop at Walmart with a police officer for Christmas. The community would buy me presents for myself and my family. It was a very nice thing to do but I just remember feeling embarrassed about it and missing my mother. Well, on the day of the event, around eight that night or so, I was driven to some building where a bunch of police officers and children gathered for the event. I was alone. My dad had dropped me off. I stayed near a window, a cripplingly antisocial young girl at the time. I just stared through the glass tracing with my eyes the line of trees across a large field nearby. After watching birds take off and land here and there, the officer that was assigned to me found me and told me we had to go. 
He held my hand and he was very cheerful. And from my impression of the man, he was an altogether good person and this filled my heart with warmth. We had some late dinner. Then the officer took me out to his police cruiser. I gawked at all the machinery, loving the flickering colorful lights. He laughed, then we started going. I forgot all my worries for a moment, but little did I know, I would have some unnatural things to worry about very, very soon. Well, once we were at Walmart, we began our shopping, and I was really hesitant to begin picking out toys right away. It didn't feel right. I felt like a charity case, but that was kind of the point. The officer explained to me that I was getting presents, and the people who had chipped in to help me, their present was seeing me happy. So to make them happy, I got to pick out what I wanted. Seeing it this way made it much easier. And before we knew it, we were done with our shopping, and I was more excited and happy than I'd been in a year. We began piling stuff behind us in the cruiser. We were parked at the back of the building. It was around 10 that night and pitch blackout. Suddenly, out of the corner of my eye, I saw a way too big shadow, pitch black, run around the cruiser in the parking lot. When I saw it, I jumped, which the officer noticed right away and asked me what was wrong. I shook my head and said it was nothing, that I just wanted to go now. So after comforting me, we loaded back into the cruiser and we began to pull out of the Walmart parking lot. He was going very slow, obviously obeying the speed limits around the store in case customers walked out, but it was awful to me. I wanted to get out of there as fast as possible. I'd seen something, something more than just some shadow. I remember being more afraid than I'd ever been in my young life before. Now, the entire back of this Walmart was surrounded by forest, and that's where I saw this pitch black creature come from. And out of nowhere, that very same pitch black form appeared in front of the vehicle and jumped onto the hood of the cruiser. Both of us jumped and I screamed. He slammed on the brakes, but this thing on the hood didn't budge. It was so dark and unnatural that the only details I could see was dark shadow-like hairs all over its body. I remember hearing the dreadful sound of claws digging into the hood of the car. This creature suddenly screeched and then leapt off the hood and ran back into the forest beside the parking lot. The officer glanced at me and smiled, but his smile seemed so hollow. Even being a kid, I could tell that he was as scared as I had been. When we arrived back at the police station, my dad was there and we were very late. My dad was nervous, but I told him while staring at the officer that we had just taken the long way because of traffic. The officer nodded, the two of us silently agreeing that we have no idea what to say. Even to this day, I don't know what we saw. Personally, I didn't tell a soul about it. We don't know if it was an awkwardly fast and nimble bear or a panther, as both were in Florida. I tried not to think about it too much, but before walking back into the police station silently with my assigned officer, I couldn't help but notice that that strange creature had left five very deep holes in his cruiser, easily tearing through 
the thick metal. Number 4. Santa Tried to Pick Me Up in the Barbie Isle. Submitted by Carlotta. A long time ago when I was a child, I had just gotten my allowance and had begged my mom to take me shopping at Walmart. I was fully intending on getting some new doll that I'd been seeing on TV that year. I just had to have it. I'd gotten all dressed up to go out too, then away we went. Right after we got inside, I'd set off to make a beeline for the toy aisle. My mom let me know she'd be in the electronics area and to wait by the register if I couldn't find her. Once I got to the paradise known as the toy aisle, I quickly grabbed the doll I wanted and I noticed it was on sale, which meant I'd still have a decent amount of money to spend. So I decided to shop around and see what else I could get. A good day had gotten even better, for the moment at least. As I walked around the girls' section, I soon noticed an elderly man, heavy set, with a white beard. He was wearing overalls, over a bright red long shirt with clunky boots. I remember I found this really weird, since it was a very hot day in the middle of August, and it was at least 83 with an expected 97 by the middle of the day. So I assumed this guy must have been melting with all those clothes. After a few minutes of him pretending he was shopping, he leaned down and began to talk to me. He asked if I worked there, which even I thought was bizarre. Now, being a child, I assumed he was asking that because I also had a blue shirt on and the employees wore blue but it did worry me that he would mistake a child for an employee. I was even short for my age. I replied to him, no, I'm only 10 years old. Are you lost? He smiled at me and said, yes, I am. Can you help me? My family frequented that store many, many times before, so I thought there'd be no harm in being in a well-lit public place to, at the very least, tell him if he's in the right area of the store. I nodded and agreed, and he approached me and said he was looking for something. He pulled out his wallet. It was a worn brown leather wallet with a golden embossing that said, Santa Claus. I looked at him very skeptical, and I asked, Your name is Santa Claus? He actually did the whole Santa laugh and said, Of course and he began pulling out credit cards and a library card that all had the same name. I still didn't believe it for a second, since my parents had never raised us to believe in Santa. He then said to me, now there is something I have just for you, for being such a good, good girl this year. He continued to dig into his wallet. At this point, I was getting bored and tired of the weird old man but still I didn't think anything bad of him, other than he was just strange and old and shouldn't be talking to a little girl. Then he pulled out a different card with his name on it and he put his hand on my shoulder. He looked me right in the eye and said to me, I just want you to know that I'm always safe. The look he gave me creeped me out to the core. I knew from his tone and expression exactly what he was implying and smacked his hand away, yelling for help, 
and bolted out of the aisle still clutching my new doll. I frantically checked every passing aisle until I found some mom shopping with her son. My mom had always taught me that in the right situation, I needed to find an adult. I very quickly told the woman what had happened and she went back to the aisle to try to stop him from leaving, but the man was already long gone. The security office was on the way to the electronic aisle, so she agreed to help me find my mom since we were passing that way. When we got to the electronics, I grew more and more upset because I could not see my mom over the displays, so I began shouting for her. Finally, she popped her head out over the display from whatever she had been looking at, and the lady told my mom to follow her to the security office. Then she explained what I had told her. The manager told the employees to close the front doors temporarily, and the store security was watching the exit. I'm guessing, however, that in the time it took us to get to the security office from the toy aisle, it was on the other side of the store. He had already left the building. They looked on the security camera and couldn't find him anywhere in the store. They reported it, but we never heard anything else about it. We never went back to that store again. Number five, repeat Walmart customer. Submitted by Justice Star 7. I'm 21 years old and I work at a relatively small Walmart. This happened last year while I was working in the clothing section. I'd only been working for a few months at the time and I tried to greet and welcome any customers that were nearby. One day though, I was tidying up some of the display tables and I greeted some customers out of habit. Hello, is there anything I can help you with today? I asked him without looking in his general direction just yet. When I turned to look at the customer, I immediately felt wrong. He was an older man and part of his arm was gone. He was smiling ear to ear at me after I greeted him and then he began to slowly walk towards me. Despite feeling uneasy, I tried to give the man the benefit of the doubt and I put on my fake smile then asked him once more, is there anything I can help you with today? By this point, he was standing right in front of me, still smiling, before he said anything. He told me he was here for a job interview and that it would make his day if he got the chance to work with me, even though he didn't know me at all. I chuckled nervously and muttered out an okay, before trying to discreetly back up towards the fitting room counter. Before I could make it back all the way, however, he took me by the wrist and hand, staring at me, then said in the weirdest voice, thank you for making my whole lifetime. Then he began to caress my hand. It made me so uncomfortable that I turned around, no longer trying to be discreet or anything like that, and I walked back behind the fitting room desk to get the phone in case I needed it. There was no telling what he'd do next. He was easily the weirdest person I've ever seen walk through those doors. Better yet, when I turned around, the man had followed me to my desk and he was still talking to me 
about his hopes for the upcoming interview. I'd already had enough, so I politely kept nodding and forcing the occasional smile. It was hard work not to be rude to this guy. Eventually, they called him to his interview through the overhead speakers, and he said a very warm goodbye to me, which only made me shiver. A few minutes after the man had gone to his interview, I went in search of my manager. I told her what had happened without giving the man's description. About halfway through my story, she stopped me. Then she asked if the man I was talking about was the man that was missing his arm. Apparently, he would come into the store and mess around with all the female employees to the point of annoyance. I found out a couple of months ago that he was actually banned from our building due to the way that he treated and acted around customers and employees. And actually, at one point, he got into a thing with the cashier at the Dunkin' Donuts store. We had one built into our Walmart, and by thing, I mean he crawled over the counter towards the cashier. He was angry and ready to take it out on anyone. I'm glad I wasn't there at the time, and I wish I had heard this story before I'd met the guy. Well, after all, maybe I was and am still overreacting to the whole situation, but that was by far the weirdest thing that I've ever encountered at work, and I'm glad I haven't seen the man since. If he does end up coming back, I'd like to think I'd be ready for him, but with a person who's that unpredictable, you can never be ready. Unfortunately, we can't all just stay cooped up in our homes. You've got to go to work, you've got to buy a new light bulb, and you can't get all your food needs from some sketchy online delivery service. So that means you've got to head right up into the storm, right into the craziness. You've got to step into the crowds of perhaps crazy people that you just can't trust at face value. Don't keep your back turned for too long, because then, you may never leave the Walmart Superstore. Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. And don't forget to send us your crazy stories from Target at darknessprevails.org. Also, a huge thanks goes out to my newest patrons. They are Aline Gale and AshLV426. Thank you for doing everything you can to help this channel. And no worries, more bonus episodes are coming soon, as soon as I get this channel back on track. That's a long story. Anyway, to all of you out there who are listening, stay safe, and as always, stay creepy. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.